Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 20th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. And I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Now for our first story. It's about political influence and local media. The Copper Courier, the Decatur Times, they sound like the names of legitimate local news outlets, right? But they're not. Because unlike traditional journalism outlets, the ones I just named have a political agenda and are financially backed by partisan organizations. According to the Wall Street Journal, they're part of a broad effort to target states and cities that are strategically significant for the November election. One effort coming from the left is from a network of eight websites called the Courier Network, and it's being largely funded by a liberal nonprofit called Acronym. A Courier has 60 reporters and editors on the ground, and its goal is to publish around 300 original articles and videos every week. Some of its sites include Up North News, which targets Wisconsin, Cardinal and Pine in North Carolina, and the Copper Courier in Arizona. According to NewsGuard, which is a tool created by a team of journalists that rates news websites based on how trustworthy they are, courier sites cherry-pick facts to favor Democrats. And the journal points out the founder of Acronym worked for a pro-Hillary Clinton super PAC in 2016. The editor-in-chief of the Courier newsroom disagrees with NewsGuard's rating and says funders don't have a say in what's reported. Metric Media runs a much bigger operation than Acronym. The Wall Street Journal says the company's articles present GOP officials in a flattering light. Metric Media is the force behind a network of more than 1,000 sites, some of which have acquired or replaced local newspapers. The sites include the San Mateo Sun in California and the Decatur Times in Georgia. Metric Media calls itself the largest local news publisher in the nation, but NewsGuard says... The company falsely portrays itself as local news sites and doesn't disclose its political agenda. According to the journal, in a statement, a metric media lawyer writes his company is not a right-leaning enterprise and it is categorically false that it was established for political purposes. The New York Times reported on Sunday that metric media sites are generally not posting false information, but emails obtained by the Times show that the company accepted payment from Republican operatives and PR firms to write stories that favored their clients. One email the Times reviewed shows the site offering a potential client a $2,000 package that includes, quote, five articles and unlimited news releases. In this note, the salesman tells the buyer reporters would call the shots on some articles while the client would have a say on others. And you should know traditional news organizations do not accept payment for articles. The Federal Trade Commission requires websites to clearly label any advertising that could be mistaken for journalism as ads. Metric Media has not commented on The New York Times reporting. It's hard to compare a network of eight websites that favor left-leaning causes to another network of over a thousand sites that skew right. But a lot of the underlying problems with these news sites are very similar. What's tricky is that a lot of them look like normal local news pages. That's why in recent months, companies like Facebook and Google have said they're making changes to stop the spread of untrustworthy sites. One media professor at Duke University tells The Wall Street Journal news consumers have to do their own detective work to make sure their information is coming from legitimate news sources. But stories from these organizations might still show up in your newsfeed or elsewhere. So in our show notes, 
you'll find a link to a guide that's going to help you verify whether information you're seeing online is actually coming from a trustworthy place. A decade ago, you couldn't legally buy marijuana in any state. After this year's election, more than a third of Americans might soon live in a place where marijuana is legal. Vox explains what's at stake here. The question of whether to legalize marijuana is on the ballot in five states this November. Four of them are considering measures that allow for recreational use and commercial sale. And I'm talking about Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, and South Dakota. As Vox explains, some drug policy experts are warning the commercialization of marijuana will pave the way for big players in the marijuana industry to push their products in the same destructive ways as big alcohol and big tobacco did. And these experts are saying to prevent that from happening, we should be putting state agencies in charge of sales or only legalizing the possession of marijuana, but not the sale, kind of like what Washington, D.C. has done. Meanwhile, voters in Mississippi and South Dakota will decide whether to legalize medical marijuana. Now, if those ballot measures pass, they'll join 33 states where, with a prescription, you can get marijuana. Public support for legalizing this has grown in the U.S. Vox points to surveys from Gallup that show 66 percent of people supported the idea in 2019, compared with just 12 percent 50 years ago. For medical marijuana, support is even higher. Polls typically show somewhere between 80 to 90 percent of people support it. Now, typically, it's been ballot measures, not legislation, that have led to legalization. And after this year's election, that could be the case again in five more states. Innocent until proven guilty. Justice for all. These are central tenets of the U.S. criminal justice system. And yet, more than 7,500 people died in jail between 2008 and 2019, most of them before getting their day in court, before their case could be adjudicated. That's according to a special report from Reuters. It's important to keep in mind, jails are not the same as prisons. Jails are locally run. It's where people wait to show up in court or they serve short sentences for less serious crimes. Being sentenced to jail should not be a death sentence. It should be temporary until the justice system runs its course. According to Reuters analysis, most of these inmates died because they didn't get adequate health care. Another 2,000 or so inmates died by suicide, and an increasing number, more than 10% in 2019, died from drug and alcohol overdoses. Black inmates accounted for 28% of jail fatalities, which is more than double their share of the U.S. population. Reuters tells the story of a man named Harvey Hill. He was arrested after allegedly walking onto his boss's yard without permission. The boss told the responding officer that Hill needed a mental evaluation. He even offered to drop the charges and check Hill into a mental health facility. But instead, Hill was held in jail on suspicion of a misdemeanor offense, trespassing. While he was in a Mississippi detention center, his mental health got worse. At one point, he struck a guard. A state investigation concluded that a jail guard tackled, kicked, and beat him. Hill was sent to the infirmary, but he wasn't given any medication and instead was placed in isolation. Hours later, he died by himself, lying on a cement floor. Reuters says preventing deaths like Hill's is challenging for a few reasons. For one, data on individual jails is not available to the public. Jails are also not required to meet any national standards. 
Yes, some states do have standards, but Reuters reports oversight and enforcement of these standards are often limited. And 17 states, well, they have no rules or oversight mechanisms at all. Finally, the World Series kicks off tonight between the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as upside down and bizarre as sports has been this year, there seems to be some magic happening in, of all places, Tampa Bay. Their hockey team, the Lightning, recently won the Stanley Cup championship. Now, with Tom Brady at the helm, the Buccaneers are serious contenders for the Super Bowl. And now the Rays are in the World Series. If the city can pick up three championships, the Wall Street Journal says Tampa Bay could be America's new sports title town. It would be something that no sports town has done since Detroit in 1935, with the Lions, Red Wings, and Tigers. And, you know, Los Angeles is enjoying a really good sports year, too. The Lakers just won the NBA title last week. Winning that championship plus a World Series would be a pretty impressive thing. Right now is such an exciting moment for Tampa Bay sports. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't see this coming. And if you want to know how excited Tampa Bay fans are, just check out sportcaster Dickie V. The Wall Street Journal calls him the region's unofficial sports mayor. Here he is on Twitter. Oh, baby! Yes, we stopped momentum. Three in a row they won, but they couldn't beat us in the big game. Go Rays, go Rays. Yeah. <laughs> you can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. 